You're listening to Becoming Her, the podcast for becoming the best version of yourself. Join us every Wednesday as we dive deep into different topics and help you discover your full potential. Hi friends, it's Brooke here today. I am freezing right now. It's the evening here in California and these California winters are definitely nothing to complain about, but man, it still gets chilly. It is freezing outside. Well, I hope that you guys are enjoying this season as we shed the summer and we come into winter, a time for renewal, time to slow down and enjoy, to indulge a little bit. And with that being said, today we're going to be talking about intuitive eating, what that means, why it's so important, and how it can literally change your life by changing your relationship with food. Particularly as women, we're constantly influenced by a certain standard of what our bodies should supposedly look like. Instagram, TikTok, influencers, models are showcasing photos of themselves showing off more skin and just flaunting their looks more. And there's such a focus on looks these days rather than more deep parts of ourselves, which is such a scary and kind of sad shift that we've had in society. I believe that the potential for harm is actually far deeper than we may believe on the surface level. I want to be really raw and real with you. Although I'm a pretty balanced, healthy eater, I had a realization recently and I realized that I didn't actually remember the last time I had a day where I didn't think so hard about what I was going to eat. And that was such a sad realization for me. I love health and nutrition and the thought of this made me think that it was just no healthy way of eating. Food is meant to nourish, we know that, but it's also meant to enjoy. And what's the point in holding yourself back from that? The culprit is guilt and not necessarily the content of what I was ever eating. So the next day I decided to eat whatever I felt like but attach no guilt to it. And what I found was that I actually was drawn to the usual healthy meals I love. But when I wanted something sweet, the lack of guilt being attached to it made me feel content. Eating a treat became something that was out of a place of love and wanting to enjoy the taste in the moment. Not guilt or restriction by telling myself I could only have one or two. And this way of guilt-free eating made me feel so free. And although this may be the norm for many people, I also think that it's not the norm for everyone. So I just wanted to share my experience with you in hopes that maybe someone will take something from it. If you're, if you kind of reflect and you realize that you're doing the same thing. The problem is rooted in diet culture these days and diet culture is raging, eating disorders are off the charts and why Why would you want to be on a diet every day of your life? It may not feel like a full-fledged diet, but if you're having any kind of controlling behaviors about what you eat, then please consider if 
that's a behavior that's helping you or hindering you. Constantly wanting to change or improve your body honestly isn't healthy if it roots from insecurity or a feeling that you're not already good enough as you are. You are good enough as you are. So why not have less attachment to your body and instead move your focus to showing gratitude for it and nourishing and moving it to thank it for all it does for you. Sadly, food is politics these days and I often think it's so interesting that we're the most advanced species on earth and yet we still don't really know how to feed ourselves properly or what we're supposed to eat. How does every other animal on the planet know what to eat for optimal health, healing, or longevity, and yet we struggle so much with it? It doesn't make sense to me. Of course, it can be attributed to so many factors like processed foods, high-calorie, low-fiber foods, just to name a couple. But every year we see new diets surface, claiming to be the next best thing, promising you the ability to lose weight fast and have better energy, so many different claims, and there always tends to be a caveat. We know intuitively kind of how to eat and through what's consistently backed by science as well. And that's working to incorporate more fruits and vegetables, quality proteins and quality fats, You know how you should be eating for your health, but I also know that you know that everything in moderation is healthy and food is meant to be enjoyed. We share Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, gathering to share delicious food with family. We gather for birthdays and we share cake. We go out for brunch and catch up with our friends and enjoy a beautiful meal and enjoy the atmosphere. Food is more than nourishment. Our sense of taste allows us to experience such a rich, beautiful element of life. So why would we restrict ourselves or feel guilt from these experiences when they should be enjoyed? I'm not saying it's okay to inhale a bag of Doritos every day or eat a whole packet of Tim Tams on your own. But you know what, if you do, and I'm sure we all have, it's not the end of the world. I hope that You can also, as I have, embrace this sense of a lessened attachment to what foods you eat and allow yourself to be just free and enjoy food guilt-free. When I started to look into intuitive eating, which, you know, I'd already already know about and I honestly have kind of studied it before in a course that I've taken, but... During my recent research, I came across 10 principles for intuitive eating and I thought that I'd share them with you today. So number one is to reject the diet mentality, which is what we've just spoken on. I'm literally going to read off of this infographic, so I hope you don't mind. But it says, let yourself get angry at the lies you've been told that led you to feel like you were a failure every time a diet didn't work for you. And I totally agree with that. Diets don't work. That's such a... (laughs) That's a big point I want to make in this episode is that diets don't really work and most people kind of know that. And sure, for some people they may work in the short term, but slow and steady really does win the race 
And so there needs to be more of a focus on consistency and trying to formulate and structure a healthy lifestyle that's going to support your health in the long term and those habits that you're trying to cultivate. Number two is to honor your hunger. When your body trusts that you will consistently nourish it, you build trust between your mind and body and no longer feel out of control around food. Number three is to make peace with food. Say goodbye to food rules and restrictions. No more labeling foods as good or bad. And I totally agree with that too. There are no good foods. There are no bad foods. And as Mia has said in a past episode, it's about how much you have of a food. And obviously I'm preaching to live a balanced lifestyle in this episode, to enjoy both. But you obviously still need to be smart. But I think you'll find that I think you'll find that when you just let yourself have those bad foods that you won't want as much. Like you won't want to binge on it because there's no guilt attached. It's not like you're telling yourself, I can only have one and that makes you want more. It's like, no, you're letting yourself. You're not holding yourself back. Number four is to challenge the food police. Say fuck you to the inner voice in your head or anyone who tries to tell you that you're good or bad for eating a particular food. Five is to feel your fullness. Check in with yourself when you're eating. Ask yourself how the food tastes and listen for your body's signals that you are no longer hungry. And that also links up with actually eating when you are hungry, not just eating for the sake of eating. I think we have, society is so structured and we're kind of pushed to try and have three big meals a day and maybe even more, maybe five if we're having smaller meals too. But I think listening to your body is way more important. I know when I, when I wake up and I feel like I haven't digested all my food from last night and I feel a little sluggish. I just fast and I don't need to eat straight away and I find I have more energy and you know your body best. So just listen to your body because you probably (laughs) know better than some diet or something someone's telling you. It's also really lovely to treat your food times as something a little bit more sacred. Maybe you'll make cooking a little bit more of an experience like putting on music or drinking wine while you cook, um, lighting a candle while you eat, just as me always says, romanticize your life. And when you sit down to eat, you really just taste the flavors and be present with your food. Um, don't, Don't be distracted. Try not to go on your phone or watch a show. If you're alone, just really be alone with your food and you'll find that you enjoy your meal more and you'll listen to those hunger cues. Six is to discover the satisfaction factor. Allow yourself to eat foods that satisfy you and give you pleasure. Learn to tune into what feels good and what doesn't feel good in your body. Seven, cope with your emotions without using food. Ask yourself, what do I really need in this moment? Eight, respect your body. Recognize your body for all that it does for you instead of criticizing it for all of the ways that it's not perfect. And I think that's so important and I do feel that way about my body. I 
I love my body. I am so thankful for it allowing me to experience this beautiful world and what a crazy life that I've lived thus far and I'm already just so grateful for what I know it's going to give me in the future. Hopefully the ability to bear kids one day and run around after them and build a family and be a great wife, all of those things. I'm just, I feel so lucky. This can also flow into having healthy versus unhealthy exercise habits, which is, which often can be linked to food habits. Some unhealthy habits would be exercising to burn calories, exercising to lose weight. I mean, that's not always unhealthy, but if you're already within a healthy weight range, I think trying to have a mental switch to working out for a different reason, like for your health, for your mental clarity, and just really trying to nurture that relationship with yourself and and really come to realizing that you already are enough. I know that that's so, like, people say that way too much these days, but I don't think that many people have actually gotten to that point. And it takes time and dedication and just showing up for yourself. But obviously there's a certain weight range where it's advisable to lose weight, for health reasons but if you're within that healthy weight range try and switch up your mindset you might find it actually easier to get to the place you want to be physically if you relinquish that attachment and just focus on doing it out of love for your body also I mean I'm a personal trainer but adhering to an exercise regimen you don't enjoy or having such a like a super rigid um regimen is unnecessary unless you're wanting to be in a bikini comp or something like competing then you don't need to have such a rigid regimen so more healthy habits that you could have would be exercising to feel good physically mentally and emotionally um incorporating a variety of movement into your day it doesn't have to be just going to the gym maybe it's a bike ride with friends it could be rollerblading um going for a light jog going for a walk with a dog it doesn't have to be super rigid and it doesn't have to be something that burns a lot of calories by any means our bodies are made to move but we should do it out of love and you should try and appreciate your body for all it can do for you and that also means leaving behind social media personalities and gym cultures that make you feel bad about yourself okay let's get back on track here (laughs) so number nine exercise and feel the difference shift from this is exactly what I was just talking about shift from focusing on burning calories or losing weight and instead focus on how movement makes you feel and I think that that will trickle down and you'll end up getting better results your headspace is going to be better your self-esteem is going to be better and you honestly it can radiate into your whole outlook on life and lastly number 10 honor your health eat what tastes good and what makes you feel good 
The goal isn't to see all foods as equally nutritious. It's to have the same emotional response regardless of what you eat. I think this is such a great point to make that food shouldn't stress you out. Food, as I've rambled on about, is something to enjoy just as it's something to nourish your body with. So trying to just have less attachment to food is going to be really impactful on your health obviously if you do it in a smart way but it shouldn't be something that heightens your nervous system so there we go i hope you took something away from this episode i hope it gave you a few points to think about in terms of your relationship with food and i'm just excited to share my own personal experiences and kind of open up the floor for conversation on our platform for topics like this so thanks guys talk to you soon Alrighty, guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode we would really appreciate it if you could leave a review or rate the show you can find us on any media at Becoming Her Pod. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye!